0: This is Chattanooga Civics. I'm Nathan Bird. I don't usually have the time to cover any of our small neighboring municipalities like Red Bank or Eastridge in depth. But for this episode, I was able to branch out a little and learn about the Small Cities Coalition. Seven of our neighboring municipalities formed this coalition to better coordinate their positions on state and county legislation. This episode of Chattanooga Civics is sponsored by Wiseman Music. Does your neighbor's dog howl when your piano is played? When your piano is last tuned, could you still ride the Chattanooga Choo Choo? Give Wiseman Music a call at 850-450-7867 to get that piano back in tune and ready to play. That's Wiseman Music, 850-450-7867. Keep calm and play on in tune. I would also like to thank the show's personal sponsors, the Marks family and Stephen Culp.
1: My name is Bridget Raper. I am the communications strategist for the Small City Coalition of Hamilton County. And there are currently seven cities in the coalition, and I work for each of them. So
0: basically, what is the Small Cities Coalition? You mentioned there's seven cities involved. What cities are those? And tell us a little bit about how it got started.
1: Sure. The seven cities that are in the coalition currently are Collegedale, East Ridge, Lookout Mountain, Lakeside, Ridgeside, Red Bank, and Saudi Daisy. There, um, I started to say there were seven, eight, nine, I think there's nine cities, in, if you include Signal Mountain and Walden, but Signal Mountain and Walden the only two who are not participating as of yet. Uh, but about 2015, um, the Howard County mayor made a proposal. He called in all the, the uh, city managers and the mayors and had a proposal that would affect each of the small cities, uh, economically. It would really impact them. And I think that it all centered around uh, trying to get more money for schools, which the cities are already contributing to the schools. So when they pay taxes, if you're in a city, of course, you know, you pay county and city. So then the cities are all already contributing. So they they were all kind of taken back by this. But individually, they knew that they, they didn't have much of a voice. So they all um, well, it started with a Cottagedale city manager at the time, and he called all the cities together and said, hey, we've we, we got to fight this. This is going to hurt us and impact our citizens, which meant additional tax raises. And he said, we're already paying this, so we need to do something. So they formed, they came together, and seven of the cities came together and formed this coalition, and they hired a gentleman at the time um, to help them, which is currently the position that I have. And they mobilized very quick and were able to talk to the members of their communities. Um, They were able to talk to our legislators and they, they actually came together with one voice and got before the mayor and made such a case with him and the media that the mayor finally said, look, I can't believe this just happened. He said, you all came together faster than I ever thought possible. And he said, I understand your position and I'm going to back off. So they realized, I think at that point that they had something really special when they spoke with one voice. And they did not involve, I know who it was, the other city was the city of Chattanooga. The city of Chattanooga did not participate because they have their own staff. They have the resources to where they have a person like this. So um, they worked with them, but they were not part of the coalition. So after about a year and a half, the gentleman they had been left the coalition and that's when they brought me in and, it has just continued to grow, um, and great things have begun to happen. I started with them in 2017, and the coalition is still going strong today. Uh, we have monthly meetings. We meet once a month, and we talk about anything from legislation, which is truly our main focus. You know, what are the bills that are up in the General Assembly now? Um, what kind of relationship do we have with each of our uh, legislative delegates? Um, and then what the, bu- the benefit has come from that is that as city managers come and go, which they do, um, they, this is a training ground for the new city managers coming in. And so when we have our monthly meetings, it helps the new city manager coming in to get on his feet faster. And they rally around each other and it gives them a uh, space where they feel like the conversations are confidential. They can share with other city managers, here's the problem I had, or here's how I solved that problem. And it gives them additional tools to do a better job. So they find the coalition very, very valuable. And um, it's it's been, it has been very uh, beneficial this year and last couple of years, especially uh, Red Bank brought in another gentleman, a new city manager last year, who is uh, not from Tennessee and he's from Oregon. And so the way you do business in Tennessee is quite different than Oregon, but he is doing a fantastic job and he just consistently sings the praises of the coalition. And then in my role, it is up to me to make sure that I connect them to different people and I help them get acclimated to the community and to the people that they need to know and try to bring them up to speed with legislation, with our, with our legislative delegation. And kind of hold their hand until they feel more confident. And um, it's, it has proved to be very beneficial for all of them.
0: So it sounds like it was started in response to a proposed, county legislation, do I have that right? Yes, sir, yes. And then and then you've transitioned, it sounds like covering county and state legislation. It, where does it kind of fall in the balance? Are you are you coordinating more on state legislation or is it still kind of 50-50 county and state? What is that balance like?
1: Currently, it has been more focused on the state. Um, we haven't had that many issues with the county. And I think the city managers themselves are very comfortable uh, with picking up the phone and calling their county commissioner if they have a county mm-hmm. issue. And typically, if, if there's something that I know that we did have a, a one issue that we were facing with the county over the um, uh, property tax assessment. Mm-hmm. And so as a coalition, we did go before our county commissioner then. And so that was one of the local issues that we had. And uh, pleaded our case and uh, were successful in that. So there's, there's not that many issues that crop up that really call for us to have to go to before them or address it. Um, but if it's got a negative effect on the city, definitely that, that they have. But the majority of the time uh, I spend on state legislation. kind of state
0: legislation has come up i guess what are i guess some of your favorite examples of of things that y'all have coordinated on in the past couple years
1: oh my goodness well the general assembly just ended and um this year i think they had over 1200 bills introduced and there were over 522 i believe that could affect the cities the municipalities whether it's affecting local control, if it's affecting um, your income stream, um, and those are the type of things that we keep watching and seeing how it's going to to hurt your cities. And um, deannexation seems to be a big one that we constantly keep watching. Um, cities are definitely landlocked now; they have they can't really expand unless. A, a particular area of the community asked to be annexed. So there's, there's always seems to be some struggles there. Um, we've had some issues with Airbnb in a new uh, format called Swimply that wants to come in uh, that would eliminate some of the local uh, city managers being able to say, no, you can't have a party in this neighborhood until three o'clock in the morning. So those are the kind of issues that we're bumping up against. Um, We had a couple of issues this year with the billboard companies um, that wanna be able to take um, billboards that are already up and transform them into the big bright neon light ones and cities can't have any say so in that. So we, again, we pleaded our case. the part the, as a part of the coalition, we reached out to the billboard companies and to their lobbyists and said, you, you, we can't do this to our citizens. And they they listened. So that bill failed. Our legislators listened. So that bill failed. So there's just a, a variety of bills that cross over anywhere from taxes, like I said, to billboards. And um, even the pipeline this year was a big issue. It was really focused around Memphis but it would have taken control away from our local cities to be able to say no you can't bring your pipeline right through the middle of my town mm-hmm. um, but now then the because of the pushback then they they were able to get the bill amended and now the local local uh, governing bodies can say hey can we move it over this many feet and it'll keep it away from these water lines and so forth so there are I'm learning there's such a huge variety of issues that right. I would think no, that's not going to affect the city. But yes, it does. Yes, it does.
0: I'm curious uh, if you could tell me more about that de annexation piece and kind of what the status of any possible de annexation legislation might look like. I know. Um, there's been a couple different states who have played around with the idea of being able to have their cities grow and shrink and, and change size a little more fluidly than yeah. what we have here in Tennessee. Um, so, so kind of what have you seen in that sphere coming down from the state and also what has been this position of the small cities coalition on that particular issue?
1: I think what they're trying to do and, and, and it is my understanding, um, the annexation bills that we have seen in the last couple of years literally want to take away the city's ability. Um, if if someone comes in and says, "I want to de annex my property from the city," I want out. And you already built roads. You've already supplied them with all the city services. And we're going. You you can't you can't do that. One person can't do that. Well, legislation was trying to go through this year that said yes, they can. One person can do that, and, and but they would have to pay back, you know, their service for the services they received. And so we fought that because it would create all kinds of uh, havoc in addition to um, additional paperwork that the administrative part of each city would have to do. So that's just one small example. I'm trying to think, and of course I'm going blank, but that just seems like there's always a bill out there. And what we have learned is that it might be an issue with one city. And what happens is that one city complains to their legislator and anywhere in the state of Tennessee. And that legislator will go before the General Assembly, present a bill that would affect the whole state. And we're like, whoa, wait, we don't have that problem here. But you have to abide by that. So what we've started trying to do is to work closer with our legislators and go, yeah. please, let's, let's see if we can't settle this here. Let's not make a bill that's going to hurt the entire state. And that seems to be, it, it, it seems to be more acceptable now uh, than I have seen in the last couple of years that they will sit down and talk to you about, can we find a solution? And we recently had a bill Um, with one of our legislators, with one of our senators. And it was just, it was a bill that is affecting just Hamilton County. And we talked with the city of Chattanooga and I think they agreed. And so uh, we're still working with him to try to keep it. let's, Let's work it out locally. You know, let's not try to take it across the state. So that seems to be a big a big trend right now that I'm hoping will continue to grow, that we can resolve that before they make a bill that's gonna hurt all the other cities.
0: Working with uh, a lot of different cities, you've got seven members on this coalition. What systems of government does each member city use? How are they different? And kind of what are the pros and cons of each? I know Chattanooga uses a strong mayor system. So the mayor has a lot of executive authority. Yes, uh, but I know that's not the case. You've already talked about city managers. So just kind of explain what different systems are, are being used here and, and how that impacts your work.
1: The majority of them are the uh, general law city manager commissioner base. And I think the only one Ridgeside Ridge side, which is just l- less than 500 citizens has uh, a three commissioner form of government, which is the mayor, the treasurer, and the secretary. Um, I've, believe Lookout Mountain is a private act where they have an elected mayor, but I don't think they have a city manager. They have uh, usually an administrator that works in there and can serve sort of as a city manager. But right now, Lookout Mountain is using their mayor as their city manager for the coalition. So Rich Side's mayor and Lookout Mountain's mayor both serve as a, as a city manager when we are in our meetings. Um, the remaining of them are the general law manager commissioner form of government, which seems to work really well. Where the city manager runs the city, but the commissioners have to give that approval of yes, you can do that, or no, we don't want you to do that. But it, of course, it has to be a three-two majority for that. Um, now, East Ridge and Red Bank are both home rule, which gives them a little more ability to change their laws, then the other cities do. The other cities will have to go before the General Assembly when they make major changes, I believe, like uh, to their charter. But I think Red Bank and East Ridge are the only ones that that are still under home rule. And I know sometimes I have seen pieces of legislation introduced that the home rule doesn't apply to those. I mean, that legislation won't apply to those cities because they are under home rule. So, I find that interesting. I, I keep trying to understand Home Rule a little more. I know that it had to be, that city had to be established before 1953, and cities can no longer file for Home Rule. So, um, again, that's, that's something I'm still trying to understand. But even now, Red Bank and East Ridge both work under the commissioner, um, city manager form of government. And, and for the most part, it seems to work really, really well.
0: How is that manager selected and then what is the role of the mayor compared to the city manager? And and how do those two positions get along and and what are the authorities of each?
1: The city managers uh, typically are um, hired by the commissioners and they work with an organization called MTAS. the municipality, Tennessee. Oh, I've just gone blank again, but they work with them. They, they uh, are an organization that works with all the cities across Tennessee and they help them develop a, um, a job description and then post that out across the Tennessee city managers association and even nationwide to try to find the right fit. Um, Most of the cities will bring in several candidates and interview them and even bring in some outside people to interview these candidates so they can find someone that seems to blend in with their community. And it's it's a long, tedious process. And there has been several times that they have selected someone, the city goes through all this, select someone. And then for various reasons, the person declines the job. They had to start all over. So, um, they, once they get their city manager, then the city manager has got to, I guess, figure out all the personalities of the five members. And the city manager works with all five, even though most of them, I see them, they they will contact the mayor. The mayor sort of has the biggest say-so in most of the decisions, but they can't, nobody has absolute power in this. And so the city manager typically works very close with the mayor, but again, any major decisions or any decisions has to be known across all of the, all of the members of the commission. And, um, but it is important for that relationship to be a good relationship. Um, and I've seen in, in the five years that I have been doing this, every one of the city managers that were on board when they hired me are now gone. So it is a high turnover job for various reasons. Some have retired and some left on their own accord and some left when they were told goodbye. So it's it is a really um, it's, it's not a long term job for most city managers. Uh, you are at the whim of five members. And for most cities, a three to two vote and you're gone. So it, it's, a, it's a tough job. It would be very hard because if you do what you believe is right in your heart, sometimes it's not what the city wants. And so that's, it's, it's difficult. Um, but I have had uh, the fortune of being able to work with seven super city managers, past and present. So I've been very blessed with that. The, Hamilton County is lucky to have these cities and the people who run them because they're very good.
0: And have you found that uh, the priorities of each of these seven cities line up pretty well, or are there significant differences? And and if there are differences, does it depend on the issue? Yes. Um, so if you could just talk about kind of the, the the similarities and differences
1: between all these seven cities that you've been working with, sure. Um, it it, it they, they are very very similar. All of them are very similar, and they all seem to have their own their some commonality in the majority of the issues, but they are different enough that this bill might affect these cities and the other city could care less, but yet, because they are a coalition, they will join together to have one voice, even if it's not going to affect their city. So I think that's been one of the benefits of being part of the coalition is that they can count on each other to have their back. Um, But like, And I'm just like East Ridge has got the border region development, which has been huge for that city. And it has enabled them to grow exponentially and continue to grow, um, which none of the other cities have. And they were the only city that could take advantage of that. They had to be a border uh, city. And that was a short time offer from the state of Tennessee and only East Ridge Kingsport and Uh, Bristol took advantage of that. Bristol and and East Ridge have done a tremendous job. Kingsport's still lagging behind a little bit. Um, But that's definitely, and they are the biggest city in the coalition. Um, But it's it's really beginning to change the complexion and the look of East Ridge and giving them opportunities to do what they would never have been able to do before. Uh, Collegedale is one of the top-growing cities. Has done a great job with um, attracting a new new uh, uh, residents and so forth coming into the state of Tennessee. They're about twelve thousand strong, and um, they are the only ones that have their own sewer system. So when we got the ARPA American Rescue Plan Act funds, you know, Collegeville just immediately said it's going to go fix our sewer. It, we have to do this. Um, For like Red Bank, Um, Red Bank seems to be, um, they're bringing in a lot of new businesses. Uh, There's a lot of excitement in that city right now. Um, They have new restaurants coming in. Um, A lot of of people, I think, realize just how close they are to Chattanooga, just right there at the edge. But yet they've got a little smaller city um, environment that's more family friendly and so forth. So that's working well for them, and they're about 12,000 strong. Um, Saudi Daisy, I call the hidden gem. Uh, when you walk, drive through Saudi Daisy and you've got that beautiful lake right there, and um, they got about 13,000 now, and they, too, are just now beginning to start showing the... Um, some initiatives in, in their growth and having a lot of new residents moving in. So there's just a lot of similarities there. Um, of course Lakeside, Lookout Mountain are both around 2000 strong. So they're smaller cities. Um, and, but they have their own uniqueness and their own beauty. Um, but they, for the most part, they all share about the same issues, the same problems. Um, and we laugh when we talk because what seems to affect Codgedale, Red Bank, Saudi Daisy, and East Ridge doesn't so much affect Lookout Mountain and Lakeside and Ridgeside, but yet they understand it. They do know that you know, some of these issues uh, that they're having with fire and police and so forth uh, could affect them too. So um, each, each, each city is different um, and, but they all seem to be growing. I think, of course, everybody hears about Chattanooga nationally and they come to Chattanooga and it's it's beautiful. The city of Chattanooga is gorgeous. But then they start looking for those little smaller areas for their families. And it's really the the popularity of Chattanooga has definitely benefited all the small cities. And so what is that
0: relationship like between the Small Cities Coalition and the city of Chattanooga? You know, you're talking about cities that are 12,000, 13,000 people, right. uh, you know, about 10% of the size of, of incorporated Chattanooga. Um, so what does that relationship look like? How do policies, policy goals align or, or not align?
1: We, we, as far as the coalition, we don't, do not interact with the city of Chattanooga very frequently. We have. Uh, but like I said, they've got their own staff that does, they have a whole staff that does what I do for the whole um, seven cities. But when we have had issues in, in the past, I have been able to pick up the phone and call and they're very gracious to talk and share information with us. And I know the city managers work with them quite frequently. Um, I attended a mayor's meeting that was members of the, of all the small cities and Mayor Kelly came and, um, Um, It was so easy to talk to. And he said, yes, I want to work with you all. I want to make sure we have open door policies. Um, Something that came up this year with the Tennessee Municipal League, Tennessee Municipal League pushed uh, two bills for trying to restore the state shared sales tax and the single article cap. Um, from where the state of Tennessee many years ago uh, took away some of our sales tax money and when the state of Tennessee was having some difficulties. And so we're trying to get that, now that Tennessee is doing well financially, we're trying to get that money back. And so a couple of the legislators introduced bills this year to try to restore that. Well, when um, Chattanooga... They approached Chattanooga to try to get some publicity on these efforts uh, to push to help influence our local legislators. Um, Chattanooga was real quick to reach out to us and go, hey, you know, we, we need your help. Um, now, the bills, of course, they failed. So we're going to push again next year. And we look forward to working closer with Chattanooga now that we know and we have more time because they'll be instrumental in helping us get the attention from the media and from uh, helping our citizens understand what this can do to keep taxes lower and um, uh, help give the cities a constant revenue stream again, an increased revenue stream. So they, they so far have been very easy to work with and I anticipate it continuing to be that way.
0: Curious, are there any other organizations around the state that do similar work Uh, trying to increase kind of local municipal control that that you've worked with or or that you've heard of?
1: I think currently we're the only coalition of this type in the state of Tennessee. We have tried to encourage other cities that have a similar setup to do the same thing. Um, But who I work with now, and this is something that we've just seen happen this past year, It literally took us the last four years to gain the confidence of some of the other cities outside of Hamilton County. And there's an organization I mentioned earlier, Tennessee Municipal League, or TML, that is our legislative arm for the entire state of Tennessee. And they are based in Nashville. So they're in the faces of the legislators all the time. And they have finally... I guess we have finally said, hey, we're here to help, let us help. And so now they are involving uh, the coalition more in meetings. They will contact us and say, can you help us? Um, and, they, and we will have weekly calls with them. So if the reputation of the coalition finally built to the, point, to the level of, hey, this can be great. This could help us push a little bit more and give us more strength in numbers. So it, just, it felt good to be able to work with them at their level um, and just be an arm of support for them um, because they're definitely the, the, the big guys that know what they're doing. But they have been generous enough to share with us information that will help us be better prepared in talking to our legislators and expressing, hey, if this bill passes, this is what effect it can have. And many times, our legislators don't know, they're hit with so much in such a short amount of time, and they just don't have time to do the research that's our responsibility or my responsibility. And so I have found this, this past year, we've worked with them quite frequently, and then other major cities are calling going, hey, you all are doing this. Can you help us with this? Uh, lobbyists will call. And what they'll say, "Can you?" And people will ask, "Are you a lobbyist?" No, I'm not a lobbyist, but I will work with lobbyists in trying to help keep a bill from hurting the cities. And um, for the first time, we're getting calls from lobbyists trying to convince us that that bill's good, and we're going, "No, I'm sorry, it's not." So we have to agree to disagree. But um, it, it's beginning to get the reputation that we were striving for, you know, when it started. Uh, many years ago.
0: Well, this has been great. Thank you for all of this this information. It's always nice to hear about all of these other smaller municipalities that we we have so many in such a small area here in in Hamilton County. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: and and like you said, you know Chattanooga sometimes gets a lot of the the national attention. Yes. But but there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes here. So so thank you. And if there's anything else you want to mention before we close out.
1: Um, Nathan, I, I just have to say, it, it's just I appreciate you asking me to explain what the coalition is and, and all about it. Um, it. All the cities and the city managers uh, truly do have and, and their commissioners truly do have the interests of their citizens at heart. And I've said in so many meetings where it. it they are so focused on what is the best for our community? What's the best for our community? And they truly, they say it, but they truly believe it. And I'm so proud uh, to be able to represent them and um, give it a chance to talk about them and brag about them. Well, great. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, sir. Thank you so much for asking.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chattanooga Civics. Our music was written and recorded by Kevin McLeod. If you have any questions or feedback, please send me an email at chattanoogacivics at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at ChatCivics, Civics, or visit the website, chattanoogacivics.com. Thanks for listening.